Hello, hello and welcome. It's Mark and this is Trucking Answers, the podcast that only comes to you through your ear hole that's generally more favored by people. In fact, nine out of ten dentists prefer it. I'm here with my co-host Gracie, who's an orange tabby and is sleeping very close by, soon to wake up, I'm sure, and have something good to say. I want to welcome the country of Sweden this week. We are at 33 countries now. We added a country. I welcome Sweden because, you know, the Sunday Rant video, I did a Volvo. I had a Volvo in there. So let's talk about Sweden. I have eight downloads in Sweden. That's right. Eight downloads. Eight people there took a chance on me, and I appreciate it. So if any of you from Sweden have downloaded the podcast, why don't you write to me and say Vern Heisten, or however you say hello in Swedish. All right, markettruckinganswersnation.com. I don't know how to speak Swedish other than to say Volvo. Today, let's talk about some of what's happening. We're going to have trucking news. We're going to have a little bit of automotive news. And in the third half of the show, we're going to talk about a reason we are not yet on Mars. And this reason comes right from the United States. So, there are, in New York State, let's talk about this first. Okay, so some nurses uh, just recently are going to be uh, medical workers, let's say, let go for not getting a vaccine. And what the governor there has said is she will simply have the National Guard come in and take their place. They'll get retired workers and everybody else to come in and take their place national guard you know the national guard people and certainly there are national guard that could could do the job absolutely there's medical mos no problem here's the other problem right when you get replaced like that you're finished so people thought that saying oh i'm just not going to do it and let the state see what happens well guess what they're going to replace you. And if you don't know it, there are thousands of people coming across uh, the border that many of them will possibly have been trained in their own country and they'll say, well, some of these people can do it. Look in England, what they're doing at truck drivers. So there are some stations, about a third of stations, they say are saying that are out of gas. There were long lines of tiny diesel-powered uh, you know, cars over there waiting to get uh, their fill. And some stations are just simply out. They don't have fuel because what they're saying is there's not drivers to bring it around. So what are they going to do? They're going to increase the number of visas from the European Union to get drivers. What that does then is lower everybody's pay. And if you can't get a pay raise while all prices go up, you have a problem. So when they import people, they allow more people to come in than otherwise would be able to. All it does is lower your pay. Here in the United States, do I see that happening? Absolutely. We already have H-1B visa programs and uh, H-2C uh, or whatever the heck the other pro- one is to get drivers in. Canada uses a lot of these. Yeah, so all they have to do is increase the number that are allowed. These huge companies, oh my gosh, are just waiting. They're drooling all over themselves, waiting to get more visas to get people to come in where they can pay them less money. But what seems to the person as more money when they're coming from a place, um, you know, where the average yearly income may be a couple of thousand bucks. 
to come here and make 30000 live in the truck. Some of these large carriers have places that they let people stay in their cities like Minneapolis, Columbus, Ohio, Detroit. Right? Okay, they have large groups of people and they have their own buildings and they'll let, you know, four people stay in a place or whatever for, I don't know if they charge for it or if it's free or whatever. So if you could stay there pretty cheap and go work, you know, send most of your money back home, you're in, right? It seems like a good deal for you, but it is a bad deal for us and it just reduces your power. Remember, your job doesn't pay what you're worth. Your job pays what the job is worth. That's it. You can't get your value when you work for somebody else. You want to get paid what you're worth, you're going to have to strike out on your own. And owner-operators don't think you'd be immune from this. As long as drivers get replaced at companies with you know lower-wage workers from somewhere else, that's certainly not going to help the rates. They won't have to increase their shipping rates because the companies can easily just find somebody to do the work for less money. Now, are we to that point yet? They don't allow that many visas in here in the United States yet. They're working on it. They Companies would love it. They don't let allow that many yet, but that day is coming. That day is coming. So you have to really consider what you're doing. Remember the politicians that are in office? They didn't just walk there. They got put there by people that vote. So drivers, only about 35% of drivers vote, according to the studies that I see. They do a lot of complaining, but they don't do a lot of uh, action taking. <laughs> so you, want, you want to change something, you're going to have to go uh, take some action about it. Some paper uh, paperwork announcements here. On October 4th at 6 p.m. Central Time, Trucking Answers will be live from DOT Transportation in Mount Sterling, Illinois. That's right. I'm going to be out there live with DOT and all the people from DOT. We're going to do a live show, Q&A. If you have any questions for DOT Transportation, whatever they are, Please bring them to the live show. And and a couple of people wrote to me and I thought, oh, that's interesting. So if you have any questions that you don't want uh, Dot to know your name or whatever, but you'd like the answer to a question, maybe you work there, it could be some kind of question, and I get how that works, right? Send me those questions and I'll ask them, uh, no problem, right? So like I was saying, what are they going to do to me? They can't fire me, I don't work there. So yeah, there may be a question, uh, you know, I will say you shouldn't be afraid to ask your company questions, but I get it, right? I get the... Uh, the thought that, oh, they'll do something or what. You never know what companies do. So if you have a question that you'd like to ask and, you know, just don't feel like you want to ask it live, or maybe you can't be at the live show at 6 p.m. Central Time on YouTube, go ahead and send me that question, and I'll ask the, uh, those questions right there. They're going to have a bunch of people there from DOT. It's going to be a lot of fun. I hope to see everybody there on the live show. All right, that'll be a lot of fun. And then October 11th, which is a Monday, at 11.30 a.m. Central Time. I will be in beautiful Joliet, Illinois, one of uh, ten, the 10 cities you must see before you die on all the lists that I see. Uh, at uh, live, We'll do a live show on YouTube. That is the normal time of my Monday Roller Wiener live show. That will be at GP Transco, right from their world headquarters in beautiful Joliet, Illinois, which has many historic sites like that one thing and then it has all the other things that you should see like if you go left there and go down the street a little bit there's all that other stuff so there's plenty of things to see in Joliet Illinois please go in a zigzag pattern we'll be at GP Transco 
on the 11th live on YouTube at 11.30 a.m. So please join that show as well for Q&A. That'll be the normal live show. Uh, that'll be two hours. Dot will probably be an hour. And uh, next Monday, the 4th, let's see how I should right. So the live show will go uh, from probably Jacksonville, Illinois, Loves, on my way to Dot Transportation. That's how I'm planning on doing that. That'll be a mobile live show. That should be fun, too. So uh, we'll see how that goes next couple of weeks. It'll be a lot of fun on Mondays. In Ohio, there was supposed to be a slow roll yesterday to protest all the mask mandates that there aren't any of yet, really, other than Tyson and, uh, you know, vaccine mandates and all that. So slow roll. Now the people in Ohio said, hey, you know what? You hold up our highways, we're going to drag you out of your truck and arrest you. We're going to charge you with a felony and tow your truck away. So I wondered, did anybody get charged with a felony? You can call me collect from prison. I will send uh, some money, put it on your books there for some honey buns uh, in prison because, uh, you know, I've seen on cops, honey buns are the best thing in prison. And that's the uh, dessert treat, not uh, what uh, the sellies may call each other. So did anybody get pulled out of And I hope some people did, because I've always said this, no matter who you are protesting, do not go block the highway. All right. You should be taken and arrested immediately or fire hosed right off of the road. If you're going to block the road with semis, I'm all for towing your trucks away and arresting you. It's unsafe. People have work to do, right? That isn't how you do a protest. And the people you're holding up, ironically, most of the public, they can't help you. <laughs> they can't help you. So that's the thing about it. You're aggravating people that can't do anything for you. So that's not great. That's like me going down at Wendy's and yelling about Big Macs. Hey, I hate your Big Macs. Uh, they're like, sir, they we don't sell those. I don't care. You should do something for me. That's not how protesting works. These are for some goofballs over on TikTok that truck drivers apparently have found that, a couple of them. And uh, so they tried to organize, a, you know, some loose thing for a protest, which, you know, how those go in trucking. Not good, really. Drivers unwilling to stand up with each other, unwilling to even stand up for themselves. They want others to join in their cause, but they're unwilling to do anything about uh, anything themselves pretty interesting uh i think i don't think it's going to go anywhere hopefully somebody got arrested that would really make my day pilot is going to sell 40 of its locations in kentucky and tennessee to casey's <laughs> what do you think about that including two truck stops i will tell you this i had no idea pilot had places that were not truck stops so apparently there are a bunch of pilot convenience stores but uh, that are and two it's at 38 pilot convenience stores and two truck stops so 40 locations what the heck? So uh, is that mean the other ones are pilot truck stops where they're just selling the convenience store and it'll be labeled as a Casey's? Or well, what's are there pilot convenience stores like um, 7-Elevens, but they're pilots where you could possibly use your pilot cards, but it is not a truck stop? I haven't seen any of these. They certainly don't have any around here. I guess I should get out of the house more. So they're selling a bunch of those. This pilot's uh, 36 point something percent owned by Berkshire Hathaway, and they plan to, ha to be a majority owner of Pilot Corporation by the end of 2023. Uh, we know that's that Warren Buffett guy. Heard of him maybe? Yeah, they own Pilot. So he's got a, he said it's the big thing coming up, you know, that drivers are going to be really needed. And uh, so he's buying them basically. But they're selling a bunch of stores. These are owned by the Halsum, Halsum uh, family. These are not owned by Pilot Corporation. Apparently, when there was a big sale, they kept a bunch of them, and they're selling them to Casey's. Pretty interesting. I didn't know they had their own single convenience stores. 
Now, there was a big thing about the infrastructure bill and truck parking. Apparently, there's no truck parking. Right. Okay. So, in a lot of places, it's very difficult to find a parking place. This is another thing that drive where drivers could take action themselves, but don't. And so, the it continues. Rather than PCing yourself around, okay, drivers should simply not drive when they don't have any hours. All right. And you know get problems with this parking but no drivers will you know work illegally and continue to find parking try or park illegally and so people wanted this parking in the infrastructure bill why don't why don't companies provide parking how about this why does the government have to provide parking for private corporations uh, or private citizens or people that own a business you know i don't i really don't understand why the it's the government's job to provide parking for example, here's a couple of pays. The CEO of Swift, uh, $5.2 million total compensation in a year. And uh, J.B. Hunt, CEO J.B. Hunt, $7.45 mil. Okay? So don't tell me companies, oh, well, they don't have any money to do this. Yeah, I don't know about that. You know, I don't know about that. If they want their trucks parked, they should find a place to park them. But, but drivers just go out. They'll PC. They'll off-duty. They'll back do their log, whatever. So paper log on people that are doing that rather than making it the company's problem. If you have something you want fixed by somebody else, you have to make your problem their problem. Okay, that's how you have to do it. So you have to make your parking problem your company's parking problem. Or they're never going to fix it. Why should they? This is one of those things just like pay. If I can get somebody to work for free, why would I pay them? Same like this. Well, why would I go out and rent parking uh, places? In fact, there's a lot here in Lafayette that's for rent. There's a sign there that I go by. Hey, monthly truck parking by the week or month. Okay. Now, companies, I'm sure there are lots like this all over. This is a small lot here by owned by some repair shop, but they'll let people rent a spot. There's probably places like this all over. Right, so let's say the CEO of JB Hunt, who makes seven point four five million dollars, he calls up these places and said, "Hey, I want to rent a couple spots or whatever," and they have them here. They have spots there, spots here and there, and then they put messages out, "Hey, these spots are our spots." So you know, he you can go here. Here's a parking spot. Here's a lot here. You know, you'd rent spaces near cities or in cities where you have a lot of deliveries. And you could tell the drivers, look, instead of going to looking around at the uh, pilot that's owned partly owned by Berkshire, we rent spots here over at this lot, and here's directions to it. This is how you get to it. And uh, if companies did that, there'd be parking. And those trucks, see, that's the thing. These larger companies that rent these spots then, those trucks wouldn't be parked at the truck stops. There'd be more parking available for other trucks. Wow. Isn't that amazing how that works? Yes. True story. So here, it looks like, I don't know, the lot could probably hold 100 trucks here. I don't ever see that many trucks, but I assume some owner-operators in town, they could rent the spot there and have a parking place for their truck where if they can't park it in town because in town here, we don't, uh, we don't do that. So I don't know why companies don't do this. Oh, wait a minute, I do. Because drivers don't make it the company's problem. Okay, instead of driving around on PC, you've got to tell them, look, i got to park early because you don't have parking. i got to park here because you don't have parking and make it their problem until that happens don't really complain about parking if you're willing to work do something illegal right for your company that doesn't even compensate you for it 
don't complain about it. Okay, run it legal, make it their problem. That's what we need to do. There was a big survey about time off, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. I'll see what people think about that. Do you take time off if you're sick? So if I'm really sick and I don't think it's safe to drive, right, I don't go in. Now, that is not very often, fortunately. Those days may come. I don't know. We have a couple of drivers that are, you know, sick. They got some problems, and so they're off a lot. And I think that if you're sick, you shouldn't be driving. But on the road, on the road, I don't think I ever took, oh, maybe I took one day. I was really sick. I do remember maybe a couple days. Very rarely. But do you take, if you're sick on the road, do you call in and say, oh, give me another day off. I can't work. Maybe some people do. Maybe some people do. You're probably not paid for it. Most places don't get sick days. I don't have any sick days, by the way, here. I'm not, I don't get, I would have to take a vacation day. I could get paid for it, but I'd have to take a vacation day because I don't get sick days here. Do you get any sick days on the road? Hmm. Most places probably don't do that. Either way, if you're too sick to drive, do you take the time off? Or do you just continue to drive? I mean, is that the kind of job where we, we're like, oh, we got to just continue no matter what. We're sick, whatever. Companies, here's another one, right? They want you to be safe. But then if you tell them you're sick, they go, well, you can sit there without pay. You know, so they can't have that both ways. If you're too sick to drive, though, you should take the time off. What a big surprise. Guess who's recalled the Mustang Mach-E? Now, what have I always said? Do not, do not, do not, I think I said this, don't ever buy the first year of any car, but Ford has a horrible reputation for first year vehicles. They seem to clear them up later. First year, bad. So that's, it's got that going against it. What else? It's made in Mexico, not known for high quality, uh, C Freightliner Cascadia. Okay, so this one has what? A bonding problem. Doesn't mean it doesn't like you. The sunroof and the windshield apparently were not stuck properly to the vehicles and could fly off while you're driving. They've had a few incidences of sunroofs going flying off. And actually, they said the reason they have to recall it, because it's a safety problem because it could impact other motorists. Recalls are only safety related. So if, if it fell like in the car, I don't know if they would recall it. You know, if it went in the back seat, but because it can fly out and cause pra- traffic problems, they're recalling Mustang Mach-E's first year, of course, out for them. So they're all going to have to go back in there and have their windshields taken out and be restuck to the glass. And then they also have to do all the sensor work, you know, the lane keeping and all that. That all has to be redone because windshields, you can't just have some goober in a van come and fix your windshield anymore in a modern car. And then the sunroof is also going to be taken out and be resealed into it, sealed and put back in to the vehicle so it doesn't go flying out when you're cruising down the highway looking for another place to charge. As a side note on that, Michigan just tested out the Mach-E and got it approved for police use. So that's pretty interesting. So if you want to outrun the cops, all you need to do is head to Michigan with a full tank of gas and uh, you can easily outrun that because remember, that 250, 300 mile range on that Mach-E, that's at normal highway speeds. In a chase, you're going to have a much reduced range. Too bad there's not a lot of chases like that. I'd like to see, <laughs> I'd just like to see somebody get away from a bunch of these electric cars as they stop. I'm, uh, I'm positive you could do it. Okay, get it? Tesla, <laughs> they did a study, get some reports in on this, and they say 
to everyone's amazement that when you're using full self-driving, you watch the road less. Oh, duh, really? So if you have something called full self-driving, which is actually not full self-driving, and you turn it on and you allow the car to drive with your hands off the wheel, which is illegal in all 50 states currently, you even watch the road less, which you're supposed to be watching the road all the time. Isn't that awesome? And yes, I said that right. You are not allowed to have the car drive itself yet in any state. The semis that are doing this are under a exemption for testing. Tesla's auto autos are not. They don't have that exemption. So you're required to actually be in control of the car at all times. Um, so it would be considered, you know, you're not in control of the car. Should there be an accident, they can prove you had your hands off the wheel. Either way. Either way, it turns out when you let the car drive itself, you don't pay attention to the road. Duh. There shouldn't be this in-between in self-driving. They either need to go from, you know, the, you drive the car to the car completely drives itself, no steering wheel, nothing. Because the in-between where you're supposed to be ready to take over, people aren't ready to take over. They go and do other things. They go and search the internet and play games on their gigantic screen and whatever else uh, they're doing in the car. So there shouldn't be an in-between part of it. It should just be one or the other. Until they completely figure it out, don't do this release with the rest of us on the roads where these Teslas are crashing into fire trucks and everything else. I want to now bring to you another reason why we are not yet on Mars. So Dateline Phoenix. So you're having a nice day out at the park but you know what is also at the park and out there there's you know these traveling things maybe you've seen them because they've come here to they had a thing there for kids which I guess you could buy tickets to called day of the dinosaurs and what they do is set up a bunch of dinosaurs and usually at least here well Indianapolis had one where you drive through it and listen on the radio I don't know how they did it in Phoenix there wasn't a picture of it but it's probably the same type of thing. They have all these dinosaurs and uh, the sounds and all that. And the kids love going through there or whatever. Great. Well, it turns out some astute people in Phoenix said, went were driving by, I guess. And you could see these dinosaurs from the road. And what do they do immediately? Well, they get on their phone and call the cops. Because, of course dinosaurs are invading phoenix and this isn't just one call okay they got several calls to 911 at different times about this that there were dinosaurs coming into phoenix all right i don't know if these people went to public school or not but i'm gonna say yes these are the same people that are on the roads with us the same people that go to work and possibly believe the earth is flat and maybe they believe other things but they called 911 to report a dinosaur invasion in phoenix eventually the police and they go out once you get enough calls apparently they go out to make sure of what's happening and um, it turns out it was just a dinosaur you know park event where kids could go through and see dinosaurs that there was not an actual invasion of dinosaurs in phoenix these people hopefully will not be on mars when i get there well i want to remind you on the fourth i'll be at dot transportation 
in Mount Sterling, Illinois at 6 p.m. Central, live on YouTube. All right, GP Transco to, on the 11th at 11.30 a.m. And if you work for GP Transco, which I know we have some viewers uh, on YouTube and here, please come by and see me. See Sergey there. He'll bring you to wherever I am. I don't know where I'll be in there, to be honest with you. So go uh, ask him to uh, send you back, get you on the show, and uh, we'll just have a good time for that. Remember, what a podcast needs the most are sponsors. So if your trucking company would like to sponsor the podcast, get in touch. We will be back soon with another podcast. Be safe out there. Look out for dinosaurs. And we'll see you on the next podcast.